Hello and welcome to our latest installment of Lesbians, Lesbians Are Miracles. Miracles. We're back after a little summer hiatus, but uh, I think that you're all gonna like today's episode. I hope. I hope. I'm into it. All right. Well, well, let's 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 get into it. The 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 topic topic. Is that a thing? Do we have topics? Topics organizing principles? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Which is also another phrase for (laughs) topic. Sure. (laughs) Let's let's hit up the the thesaurus. Uh, All right, so this episode is DTR. And um, when I initially pitched this idea to Leah in in our boardroom, in our Lesbians are Miracles Miracles special boardroom. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, my cat's knocking things off the table, but... um, you know, it's typical lesbian boardroom activity. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, been like, oh, I want to do an episode on DTR. And then I realized that, like, maybe that was not an acronym that everyone is familiar with. So were you familiar with it when I pitched it to you? I was not familiar with it when you pitched it to me. Like, my initial thought was that it was like Lord of the Rings, because the acronym <laughs> for that is L O T R. Let's do an episode on Dord of the Rings. Dord of the Rings. <laughs> but then, um, I think I asked you, I think I had to ask you what it meant. Yeah. And then I think I felt like I should have known what it meant previously, but it w- was not something that I had ever, it wasn't something that I had ever heard of phrased that way, but it was certainly a concept that I had thought about before. So I'm glad like you brought this sort of language to it. Okay, so if it's not a thing, we're making it a thing now. Um, So DTR stands for define the relationship. It's the DTR conversation. It's the moment when you're dating someone where you, maybe you're seeing someone for a couple months and it's either gonna keep going, it's gonna become something, or it's gonna end. Mm -hmm. It's a... uh, as, as I like to say, it's crossing the relationship Rubicon. Once you cross it, once you once you have that talk, there's no going back, and things will forever be changed. You can't yes. have that conversation and then be like, oh no no no, never mind. Let's go back to kind of like trying to read each other's minds. It's transformative. <laughs> yeah, it's transformative for your relationship. Hopefully for the best. Uh, sometimes you want it to go one way and it goes another. Sometimes you both want it to go the same way, uh, regardless of what that direction is. But um, I remember the first time I heard the the phrase DTR. So you had heard this before? Yeah, that's why I thought it was a thing when okay. I pitched it. Had you heard it from... Well, I guess you're about to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. So this is, uh, I don't know, seven years ago, and I was hanging out with my best friend Jack, and he... I think he and I were both in new relationships, so I don't remember if he had asked me. I don't know. And I think maybe I asked him, like, so what, what's going on with you guys? And he said something like, well, we haven't had the DTR talk yet or mm-hmm. something. And he was just like, and or I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, good, good luck with that. Like, not knowing what it meant. And then, like, a minute later, it's like, okay, so uh, fill me in. What, and what it can also mean? mean, like, down to relationship, but I guess that only that definition only applies if, like, you're defining it in the positive sense. Okay, see, I've only ever heard it as, like, a noun, like, the define the relationship, but gotcha. now, sure, we can make it a verb, too. Well, I'm just We're thinking of, like, DTF and yeah. as it relates to DTR. I like expanding this. It is both okay, a cool. noun and a verb now. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Jack said that he was in the process of DTR. He said they hadn't. He, they did, hadn't he didn't DTR. know what was going to happen with the relationship. He didn't know what their status was because they had not DTR'd yet. And you were in a similar place? DTR. DTR. I was I was in a similar place. I think I DTR before he did, but it's typical lesbian shit. Yeah, of course. I find that when I'm dating someone, it usually happens to me around the two-month mark. I don't know what it is about that. I mean, it can be dependent, you know, on how often you see someone. Maybe if you if you don't see someone often or someone goes on vacation, then maybe it'll happen a little later. But generally speaking, two months of consistent dating, I have a general idea of whether I think it has potential to go somewhere or I'm, I've, I've lost interest. Totally. And um, usually if it's going somewhere, I'm probably gonna like enter infatuation station or yes. I'm, or I'm already <laughs> am entering it and that's kind of my impetus to, to DTR have the talk because you're you're feeling feelings and you uh, think they're feeling feelings too so it kind of it, it's almost always when I have the good the good DTR talks it's almost always a mut- a mutually decided upon talk. You're when, both at infatuation station. Yeah, it's like next we're stop. Both, it's like integration station. Integration station. No more masturbation station. No, just kidding. It's all, yeah. There's always masturbation Maybe station. Maybe less frequent masturbation <laughs> yeah. station. But uh, but yeah, the good the good ones are almost are always like mutually decided upon, and very rarely uh, they're usually more spontaneous. I feel like the bad ones, whether yeah. I'm on the receiving end or the giving end, those are usually the planned out ones. <laughs> oh, see, I had a bad one that I guess it, perhaps it was planned out for her. It was, certainly was not planned out for me. Like it came as uh, very much of a surprise. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So do you want to, do you want to go get into that? Yeah, sure I can. So before, um, <laughs> before <laughs> I was dating my girlfriend now, who is like, is the love of my life. I will just go on record as saying this was like, I don't even want to say it was the warm up relationship to that. It was just like I was dating somebody and like we weren't right for each other. And I think that the fact that we weren't right for each other was like obvious to me pretty early on. Like we had really made no real moves to integrate our lives or integrate our friends. Yeah, I met her like once. You met her once. And you guys did for a few months. We did it for like almost four months. And like she would travel for work a lot. And when she would travel, like I wouldn't really, like I liked seeing her when she came back, but I wouldn't really miss her at all. But like I liked spending time with her and I'd been single for a long time. Um, and like, I don't know, I think I just wanted to be in a relationship and like in my gut, I knew that we weren't right for each other, but like, you know, when you're like so caught up in it, like sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees or whatever. Yeah. So like it had all been leading up to this and I think like she had blown me off like two days before it was like maybe a couple weeks before Christmas. And then we had had plans to meet each other. She had like blown me off on a Friday and then we rescheduled and like had plans to meet each other on a Sunday. Um, and I went over with like a Christmas pre this like big elaborate Christmas present. And I don't even know how this conversation came up. I think we were talking about like how she had blown me off on Friday and like I was kind of upset about it. Oh, I was wondering if it was gonna be about New Year's plans. Cause I feel like no. like big holiday plans, whether it be like a birthday or New Year's, sometimes prompts that talk. But it like, was Christmas plans because oh, like okay. I was going home and like 
I had like vaguely trotted out the notion in my own head that like maybe I would invite her. But then at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I want to bring this person around my family. And she hated Christmas, which like if you hate Christmas, respect. Everybody has their reasons. To me, that was a fundamental incompatibility between us. Did she have like personal reasons or was it just a general like fuck jolliness and pine sense it was like anti-capitalistic motivations okay. that i but think were like, like goaded winter, on winter by trauma or like Saturnal- saturnalia or something i feel like that's that's a way that i can <laughs> can justify liking christmas yeah she was just i don't know for whatever reason she was like not into it at all in a way that was like kind of like sucking the joy out of it for me i was gonna say Granted, I don't know her, but she struck me as like a, yeah, an, a person that didn't have a lot of joy. Like she someone, didn't. Like someone who like was happier shitting on things than like or embracing sure. things. And like, that's not fun. No. That. And that's not like, like me either. Yeah, yeah. I like enthusiasm. Yeah. Like there's nothing embarrassing about liking shit. Yeah. <laughs> or loving the shit out of something. Like you yeah. go ahead and like embrace everything. Yeah. Okay. What else are you living for? Anyway, so I go over there with this big Christmas present. It comes to pass that, like, I don't know, that I was upset about the fact that she had blown me off, which is, like, something that had happened in the past, and she was, like, never particularly sensitive about it, which made me feel even worse. And then she just kind of blurted out, like, I don't see this going anywhere and don't see us dating in the long term. As, like, the um, like the Christmas present is, like, right beside me on the couch. Uh. So we get in this, like, big, like, crying argument. I leave her house with the Christmas present. I take, I, like, ran out of her apartment. So I was like, fuck this. And I'm in the Uber home, and she's, like, texting me to come back to her apartment. She feels so badly or whatever. So then I get home, and I'm like, I'm not taking the car. Although you can, I'll get an Uber back to your apartment, but you have to pay for it. So she, like, got me an Uber back to my apartment. I go there, back to her apartment. Like, I had stolen her a Christmas tree. And the Christmas tree that I had stolen her, which, like, wasn't previously decorated when I left, in the 45 minutes that had transpired, now had lights around it. And what? And her Christmas present to me was under the tree after she had low-key tried to break up Wait, with me. Wait, she had the gall to break up with you and then be like, JK, JK. Like. Except she wasn't like JK. Like, I don't, I think, I don't know what she was trying to salvage. And maybe it was, like, her own, like, sense of, like, culpability or guilt. Okay, so, like, maybe, like, a soft breakup. Yeah, maybe Got a it. soft breakup. But had it had already been a hard breakup. And then, like, we just kept having this, like, very circuitous conversation where she would be like, well, I'm not hearing anything from you. And it's like, well, you're telling me you don't want to date me seriously. Like, I'm not just going to keep dedicating my emotional energy to this when it could be preventing me from meeting someone else. So, yeah, that sounds like someone that is either a coward or just not very thoughtful. You know, someone who... She was French. Oh, oh, that explains it. No, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't, don't want to like stereotype any nationalities, <laughs> no, no, no. but like whatever. We had different ways of communicating, and I think some of it was cultural. okay. That 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 does make sense. Yes, but I can relate. I can relate to what you are saying. Like, yeah, like I I had a DTR, like like an ending DTR, like yes. a, a, a relationship that went from dating to no longer dating recently. And uh, it was—I mean, it wasn't similar in in most regards, but it was similar in some of those regards of what you were saying, where like, 
you know, I, yeah, I wasn't infatuated with her. Like, we right. weren't in infatuation station, which would, one, thank God, but two, also a little strange for me because usually if at the two-month mark, I'm either infatuated or just completely bored, bored. to the point where I'm annoyed at them and I, you know... Rather I, just be by yourself and yeah, with your I'm, friends. Yeah, I'm rarely, like, still into it but not infatuated. You yeah, know? Like for I, sure. Like, and I was. I was. I, I still felt like there was potential, but I, I was getting weird vibes, and I, and I felt myself not really opening up. Like there was, I felt definite like walls around myself and around her, and I couldn't determine the cause of like that those, those blockages. Now, in retrospect, I think it was just me intuiting that she wasn't that into for me, for sure, and protecting myself. Which, like, thank you, defenses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, well, with this girl, I think, I think a large part of my attraction to her in retrospect was informed by the fact that like, she always kind of kept me reaching for it. Like she played into my systems of rewards where like she would give me a little and then like hold back. Yeah. But I would just keep trying to get the little she had given me and keep reaching and, and reaching. Cold or- yeah, kind yeah. of cold. And then when she like did give me a little, it felt like so much more than what she was actually giving me because she was generally like kind of withholding. Yeah, I yeah, it's difficult when you're dating someone that's ambivalent, and because you know that's like it's kind of the worst because it keeps you in limbo. Yeah, and I've I've been ambivalent about people as the older I get, the more I I try to identify that ambivalence very early on because I'm not a maybe person. It's either yes and. 90% 90% of my maybes are no, and yeah. for some reason I misidentify a maybe as a no when it's really a yes. I would rather do that early, early on before you get the opportunity for a DTR because then I think, you know, kind of like if you're meant to be, you'll you'll find each other. You know, if you reject someone after like the first or second date, you know, before before it comes in, before there's even a thought of, of DTRing, I think that's much better than like, testing out the waters when you're not not super into it because you think maybe you'll be into it because then then you have to have the DTR and it's probably not gonna go well. Yes. I will say that with me and Lori, I mean, it was like... Well, I won't rush ahead to that story because I want to finish this one first. Okay. Oh, but, yeah, like, yeah. I went over to the Christmas Girls apartment. We'll just call her Christmas Girl. Christmas Girl. Sure. Christmas Girl. The Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch. Imagine yeah. if she was listening to this. Whatever. Hey, Whatever. Girl. Hey, hey, girl. Your shaved head looks... Whatever. That's your business. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had gone over there with my big-ass fucking elaborate Christmas present thinking I was going to define the relationship in the opposite way. Like, and then, sh- like... I had a DTR motivation and she had a DTR motivation and they were separate DTR motivations. Oh, you know what I mean? Geez. And then yeah. she tried to like chase me out of the apartment with the like big elaborate Christmas present she had gotten me that was like sitting under her decorated tree and I was like, I don't fucking want that and like slammed the door and I don't think ever talked to her again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting because we destroyed the relationship. <laughs> That's a different type Decimated of DTR. Decimated the relationship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Defecated on the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez uh, as you were telling me this I was because I love you and you're my friend I was putting myself in your shoes and relating it to my most recent experience and um, but 
the Christmas thing took me back to when I was actually kind of in her shoes. This was like... I thought you were saying, like, gonna say, like, you were in a place. And for a second, I was racking my brain, like, where is her shoes? Like, in Michigan? <laughs> it's the place where I buy all my Birkenstocks at, at hershoes.com. Her shoes. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I. All lesbians are Miracles, like, spin off footwear brands. Her shoes. Her shoes. Lesbians are Miracles brought to you by her shoes. <laughs> Go online and say and enter lesbians are miracles for twenty percent off <laughs> Birkenstock. Oh shit! All right, sponsored content there. <laughs> anyway, so this took place around Christmas. Um, I had been casually seeing this 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 woman, wonderful, wonderful woman. She was great. It was like kind of like perfect on paper, which. I would fucking hate someone to say about me, so I kind of feel bad. Like, perfect on paper, yeah. but something I know what missing. you mean when you say that, Because it's kind of just like, fuck you. But, yeah, she was she was great. She was beautiful. She, like, you know, had, had a cool job, had good style, was, like, fun. Was had like, her shit together. Yeah, really sweet, really kind, really warm. Like, all those things that I like. Yes. And, <laughs> and I had been seeing her. I'd been casually dating a lot of people, but I think she was my most consistent person that I'd been seeing. It was like I was, I had just moved to Brooklyn and I was like just doing a lot of dating, mm-hmm. casual dating. Mm-hmm. And um, in that time when I'd been seeing her, I started also seeing uh, the person who became my most recent serious girlfriend. I love this story. Yeah, and and that was just, uh, it, it really, you know, it was, I knew from the get-go when I started dating uh, the one who became my girlfriend um, that, like, she just knocked everyone else out of the park to mm-hmm. me. Like, it, it, like, she was such a hard yes in yeah. my mind that the one who I had been dating that I thought was a yes, it was like, no. Like, a it hell was no? Like, <laughs> kind of. I, yeah. I hate to say it because... At the beginning, it's interesting how she had like evolved from like a soft yes into a hell no. Yeah, oh, this and this is it. Kind of speaks to like the fact that like I'm just a monogamous person. That's just how I'm oriented. Totally, because I like I was so into this person. I so my my ex. I'll just refer to her as my ex now. Um, yeah, we could give her a pseudonym. Kelly. We'll call her Kelly. Okay, cool. <laughs> her parents were gonna name her Kelly. We'll call actually, her Kelly. I think her name was Kelly for two days, and then her parents changed her name. Isn't God, that, that really that really shakes out to me, actually. Yeah. No shade. Yeah, no. I no. guess that was like a small amount of shade. Oh no, I could see her being a Kelly. I she's see her she's being more Kelly. of who she is, but I can see her being a Kelly for too. sure. We'll All call right. her Kelly. So Kelly, I had so <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> I love Kelly Kapowski. Me too. I, I have a type. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like bubbly, nice girls. You really do. Yeah, I really do. You like bubbly. That's, yeah. Yeah, I like bubbly, outgoing, warm, mm-hmm. um, confident. Anyway, I'm like, if you're listening, future girlfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> approach me. I will vet you first. I'm sure you're great, but I want to make sure you're right for Jill. And then we can talk. So, so rewind. I, um... I met Kelly. I, w- I was DJing at a bar. I met Kelly and uh, went home with her. And then we went out on one date. And uh, it was fun. I really liked her. But I wasn't living in Brooklyn at the time. And I wasn't sure how she felt about me. You were was, still living in Jersey? Yeah. Okay. I was So I was just kind of in my head like, I'm going to leave the ball in her court. And she 
felt the same exact way. Interesting. And par- it was partially because God, I so shared good. a name Dyke with like her like serious ex. So she yeah. was just like, oh, I don't know about this. And yeah. Then, so she was like, I'll leave the ball in her court. So Understandable. We had gone out on one date and then never texted each other. For the next year and a half, um, whenever I'd be out and about in Brooklyn, um, not every time, but like I ran into her maybe three times over the next year and a half. And it was always... Every time I bumped into her, I always had this kind of nagging notion of like, oh, I should have called her. Like, like I really like, I really liked her. Like we'd bump into each other at like the bathroom of a concert and like talk for 30 minutes, you know, like uh-huh. it was just like, they all had chemistry, like yeah, undeniable Yeah, chemistry. there was something there. And she's also a huge flirt, which I didn't know at the time. I thought it was just like, oh, it's me. She must, yeah. she must be into me. Like, but that's actually how she is with but everyone. But she was also and into And also you. she was into me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was lucky that way. Like even funnier story. Like, I bumped into her at Metropolitan, and she had a girlfriend at the time, and some girl saw her talking to me and came up to her, unbeknownst to me, asked her if I was single, and she was like, yeah, and Kelly set me and this hot girl up, and, like, I ended up making out with the hot girl. Before you and Kelly were a thing? Yeah, this is... This That's is, wild. This is, like, a year before Kelly and I dated. We had just wow. bumped into each other at Metropolitan. Like, we hadn't seen each other in months. Like, it, we bumped into each other randomly. Damn, that's so weird. Yeah, she, like, hooked me up with this hot blonde, and it was cool. I made out with the hot blonde, didn't call the hot blonde the next day. Also, probably should have called her. She was fun, yeah, too. Yeah, you definitely should have. <laughs> oh, well. If you're listening, yeah, hot, hey, hot blonde. blonde. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then, fast forward the year. I'm now living in Brooklyn. I'm doing a lot of casual dating because, like, woo! Yeah, of course. <laughs> because I can. When every lesbian moves to Brooklyn, yeah. or, like, maybe I'm just speaking for ourselves, yeah, but, like, yeah. that's what one does. So I'm dating the good on paper girl who's who's great, and I, and I did, I, when I started started dating her I was like oh she like I could see her being my next girlfriend I can see us going somewhere Kelly pops back into my life and like Kelly when she first popped back to my life had a girlfriend but was very like cagey about it where Mm. I was like what is her deal does she or does she not have a girlfriend Kelly broke up with girlfriend and like literally the night she broke up with her like she and girlfriend had had a breakup girlfriend had like planted herself on Kelly's couch Kelly came and met me, and we, like, made out at a bar. Damn. Yeah, and Kelly is savage a little bit. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly's Kelly. Uh (laughs) Kelly gets what Kelly wants. Yeah, uh, so so I started (laughs) seeing Kelly. I had been seeing Good on Paper for, like, a month and a half. One of them's Kelly, and one (laughs) of them's Good Good on Paper. I can't think of a fake name for Good on Paper. (laughs) I just keep thinking of, like, GOP, which is even worse. No, no. Uh, <laughs> so, like, Kelly and I start seeing each other, and I am just so into Kelly that, like, I keep seeing good on paper because I am like, oh, my God, like, there's no way that Kelly can like me as much as I like her. Yeah. Like, it's going to crash and burn. I don't know what's going on. As we keep seeing each other, it, comes, it becomes very apparent that, like, this is the real deal. So, good on paper goes away for Christmas, <laughs> and this is where Christmas comes into it. Uh-huh. And before Good on Paper goes away, I I know that I have to break up with her. I should have broken up with her, like, a month prior. So were y'all officially girlfriends or you were dating? We were dating. You hadn't DTR. Exactly. So we okay. hadn't DTR'd. And so, DTR, Excuse Jill. me. I, I know, I we know. We can just say DTR'd. She, she hadn't DTR'd. I hadn't DTR'd. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, she was away. And I was planning, like, the moment she got back to DTR, because I wanted to DTR with Kelly. 
So and you I, were planning to DTR with Good on Paper. I wanted to break up with Good on Paper. Okay. I wanted to have the bad DTR. Oh, we wanted comment. to have the bad DTR. See, with, that's where my brain yeah. goes. It's always to the good DTR. See, I wanted to have Fucking the bad. Fucking glass half full kind of girl. Um, no, you know what? You're in love. You, yeah, I know. You know, know. embrace it's that. It's a oh, I have. It's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> <laughs> my cynical ass is going to be over here. No, <laughs> no I'm not cynical. That's, that's why I'm taking a break from Tinder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I'm not Self-care cynical. I don't want to be important. cynical. Um, so DTR was away, and so I wanted to have like two back-to-back DTR conversations. I see. I totally get it. So okay. DTR came back, and Geo GOP came back. Yeah, good. Yeah, excuse me. Good on good on paper came back, <laughs> and like literally like the second she she like went from the airport to my apartment, like she had oh, her suitcases. No. And I, I had to do it because Poor GOP. Oh, I know she was so mad at me. She was, and she I, she had a right to be. I, I'd so, be mad too. I'd like, oh, I'd be mad. Oh no, I, I'd still be. <laughs> I'd have to process that. I don't want to say I'd still be carrying it around, but no, no. She, I, 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 I one hundred percent deserved it. I actually learned some valuable lessons from her. Did like, you? I, I'm a lot different in my dating now, and I'll get to that okay, in a cool. second. Cool. But um, so I broke up with her, and she had said like. Oh my god, she was really upset and was like, I was like planning when I got back, like to ask you to be my girlfriend. So she had been planning the opposite, <gasps> the opposite DTR, DTR with me. Oh shit. And so I DTR This has so d- many layers girl. with her. And then after that happened, immediately met up with Kelly. That night. Yeah, and we became exclusive. <gasps> Girl, yeah. that is cr- you. We need like to, a chart to map this so, out. So, so the lesson I learned was back then. I think I was a, I wasn't as considerate with people I was casually dating. I used casual dating as an excuse to like let go of being responsible. Yes, like I, it was really shitty and assholey and immature of me because I felt like. Well, I can do whatever I want because we're not official. Yeah. And now, in retrospect, I don't do that. I actually, again, going back to the well, ambivalence thing. Like do one thing, to others, too, you know? Yeah. Going back to the ambivalence thing, I, I really try to be mindful of how I feel about someone. And if I'm feeling ambivalent on the second date, like, no, Jill. Like, don't, don't try to see if it turns around the third, the fourth, the fifth date. Yeah. Because so often, I have gotten myself into situations where even though I knew it was going to go nowhere, I was like, well, we're not official, so I can just keep seeing them until something better comes along. And I think a lot of people do that. And I don't anymore. And I won't anymore. I certainly used to. I mean, it's... Yeah, I used to. And And then you don't think you owe people the, like, courtesy of a conversation. Or, like, that has certainly... I have certainly perpetrated that in the past. Yeah, it, 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 it goes along with, like... You know, online dating and treating people like they're disposable. And yeah. just, just because you're not official with someone, just because they're not your girlfriend, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be thoughtful and put yourself in their shoes. I'm kind of, the, sure. of the opinion that the person with the power has the responsibility. Where yeah. like, if you kind of know that you're not feeling it and they're, and they're feeling they're it more than you are, then it's on you to, to do that. Have that difficult conversation. Yeah, like what I used to do, I would put the ball in their hands. And I had it happen to me, me with this too. last relationship. Me too, I'd be like, I'm not just going to be such an asshole that like they don't want to talk to me. Yeah, or not even be an, an asshole, not an asshole but, had, but like 
kind of go well yeah I, I used to ghost well, people I, a lot yeah I I wouldn't do that I was more like a sly asshole like a slick ass like I would I would <laughs> a yeah. slick asshole <laughs> DJ a slick asshole. asshole no but I would I would dress up the assholeness in like you know flowery language so like like, yeah. even like we were talking about like a soft rejection I would do that where like if I kind of knew it wasn't going anywhere I would just dr- casually drop into conversation like yeah, well, you know, I'm really busy at work. I'm, I'm not That's in a, I'm not like in a great place in my life right now. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't really get into anything serious. And like, oh, like, just wanted to let you know, I'm seeing other people too. Like, be that as it may, any of those things can be true. But when you when when that is a conversation you're having with someone, like when I would have that conversation, that was me priming them for me to break up with them. Yeah, because like if and you I should really just love somebody, up with yes, them. and like if you like somebody or like feel like you're falling in love with them or like feel that the attraction is there, like you will clear. I mean, usually yeah. all the obstacles out of your life are like work around them yeah, in I order could, to be with that person. Yeah, I could like if I like with like Kelly for instance, like. I could, like, my apartment could have caught on fire. I could have lost all my possessions and, like, had my right foot amputated. I'd be like, no, it's cool. Um, Are you free Thursday? Yeah. You know, like, like you're, like, you're going to make it work. If you yeah. want to make it work, you're going to make it work. Yeah. And, like, I got that conversation, which is karma, I guess. Like, I earned it. Like, the last person I was dating recently, like had that conversation with me. Oh, I'm not, not in a good place. I have to go slow. I'm dating yeah. other people. And I had... I'd mentioned it to you, and I was like, ooh, girl, it felt like a soft break, like a soft rejection. So I said, yeah, it was a soft rejection. Yeah, and it rejection. happens, like, relatively early on, Yeah, that's no? the thing. It happened, like, maybe, like, a month into seeing her, mm-hmm. and I, when she said that to me, I was like, okay, like, I was at peace with it, and I was like, all right, well, next time I hang out with her, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll bring up the conversation, and then, like, you know, you know, probably, like, end things and move on from there. And we did talk about it, and she was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant, blah, blah, blah. And I was really apologetic, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I was so projecting. she backpedaled on it? Yes, and, and then when she broke up with me a month after that, I was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, you gave me the priming comfort. Like, I gave you an out. Like, I gave you an out. So, like, I wouldn't have, like, I was a little resentful because if it had just been, if she had just broken up with me then, you know, or let me break up with her, you know, like, if that, like, the one month in, I would have felt okay with things. For sure. But I felt like I wasted an additional month. Yeah. And, like, that was what pissed me off. Because it was like, you, like, I gave you a very easy out. Like, you, like, you gave me the talk. I heard, like, I heard what you were putting down. Yeah. I interpreted what you meant. And then you were like, no, 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 no. Some people just, like, and I used to be like this, too. Like, some people just don't want to... Like, I say this in quotes, like, feel like they're letting somebody down. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's, I don't, I don't want to say, like, oh, that's a woman thing or that's a lesbian thing. But, but maybe it, like, I, I think there's some, like, a lot it's like, community. I think it might be, like, in some part, and I'm not trying to justify it at all, but, like, in some, like, weird psychological realm, like, motivated by empathy, kind of. Yeah, You know absolutely. what I mean? I think a lot, I think it's half- Empathy, like you don't want to be the bad guy. You don't want to be the one that makes someone feel bad. Because we've not all been the other that, person in you those make situations. Them feel worse. Yes. Later on, and you waste their time. So I mean, that's why I'm trying to be a lot more full, a lot more mindful when I when I date now. Like, I don't even really date more than one person at once casually now because I always rank them, and I don't 
yeah. feel good about Because you don't want somebody, like, sitting at home with, like, their dyke friends ranking your ass. Like, I wouldn't. The thought of that is, like, horrifying yeah, like, to I me. Yeah, I don't want to look at my phone and see a text from someone I'm dating and go, oh, like, oh, I wish it was the other one. Like, yeah. oh, I wish, it, you know? Like, that, yeah. like that's a sign. That Just I'm not, don't then, talk to them. Then, then I don't need to date Get your them. fulfillment from somewhere else. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I, I, I'm, I've really tried to change how I date lately based on, honestly, based on like karma coming back to me and realizing well, like, yeah. it doesn't feel good to have someone waste your time. It doesn't feel good to, fe- to be someone's second and third or fourth. Like I want to be your number one and I want you to be my number one. And if we're not, that's cool. Like then, then okay. I'm then, cool by myself. Yeah, yeah. But like, let's, Let's not, you know, dilly dally. You know, I yeah. Like, <laughs> Times are wasted. Well, life is short. You know. That's the thing. Like I like life is short, and to me, every moment is like is, is very precious. I think that's why I was single for such a long time too. It's like I never wanted to date somebody in a half-assed capacity. You know, I either wanted to like be head over heels, like in love with them, like they lit my whole world on fire and changed my life, or I was just like cool chilling. I think that's great. I mean, yeah. I as because I'm monogamous, DTR it like aligns with my want and need for exclusivity with someone I'm falling for. Absolutely. So, I think I, that's like people's like probably initial primary motivation when they're defining the relationship in the good way. Yeah. Like I don't want to say locking it down, but like I'm not going to be sleeping with anybody else. And, like, I need to make sure, like, we're clear on, like, yeah. these terms. And, like, like a statement of, like, shared goals and shared future. Like, yeah. like, 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 are we going to do this? Is, like, is this, is, are we going to be a thing? Are we going to try? Like, try. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we, like, this, like, like, the DTR is, like, are we going to go for it? And, um, yeah, it's funny. Like, to me, um... Exclusivity is synonymous with the title of girlfriend. So when I when yeah. things are when things are going well, so like me and Kelly, right? We we're dating. It's been like a month and a half, and I'm totally falling for her, and she is for me, and it's wonderful. And there's fireworks and butterflies and glitter, and you know, you know, you know I know, I'm still there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, wait, this is like the real first time, like we're even talking about the fact that I'm in a relationship on we're, this podcast. I know. I can't wait till I share my story, and then you can share your. Okay. Version. Will you like interview me? I absolutely will. Okay. Cool. Um, so me and Kelly, you know, are falling for each other, and I. Don't want to see anyone but her. I stop seeing everyone but her, so I can only see her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and she's on that page, or like she, you're assuming she's on that page. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty evident we were both on that because you're like seeing each other every single night. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. We're spending all weekend, every weekend with each other. You when you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was wonderful. Aww, <laughs> I know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like life's like the magic of life. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, Is this really even happening to me? Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful thing if you get to experience it. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah. It's funny enough. So I had just kind of been seeing people, and again, it was an asshole move on my end, almost as like an insurance policy, like to yeah. make myself feel better, to calm my nerves, to calm my ego. I was going out on dates right before we became exclusive. She did not know this. I thought she knew it because... Yeah, you told me that. We had been friends 
before we started seeing each other when she had like this girlfriend that like she was very cagey talking about because she liked me. Uh Uh, And so since we were friends, I would talk to her about like all the women I was seeing. And uh, so like I just assumed that she, that when we started seeing each other, she like knew that I was seeing people. Mm -hmm. And she later on told me, she was like, oh my God, like, if I had known that, I never Damn. would have, like, been dating you. Like, she, she was, like, she already thought I was a player. Yeah. Um, which is weird. You just <laughs> crush a lot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going through a phase back then. Uh, but, like, I understand, like, when you're first falling in love, you just feel like, I mean, you were, like, such a good friend to me when this was, like, first happening to me. But, like, Yeah. And, like, I was certainly wasn't dating anybody. Like, not to say that that's wrong, but I was just, like, so infatuated with my girlfriend and, like, still am. Like, those feelings, I think I've become better at managing them. But, like, they're still very strong. Yeah, hell yeah. But, like, when that was new to me and I had been out of practice with regard to falling in love, if you can ever be in practice of something like that... Ow, Jill's cat just destroyed my finger. Um, but I was like, felt hysterical and like genuinely crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. Jill would like have to talk me down from ledges all of the time <laughs> in like a very sweet and understanding way. But like, oh, I, I didn't even know like myself or my own thought processes I anymore. I felt like I was like a lesbian big sister. Yeah. Because like, like I, I mean, knew, you like, are. Like, thank you. I love that. I know. Yeah. I, but I knew like, I, I like... 100% knew exactly what you were going through and I was just like you were so kind and <laughs> oh, like patient you. <laughs> you really were Aww. you probably saved me from some like hideous self-sabotage wow thank you that's really nice to but hear like yeah no you did but like I understand it's like whatever actions you choose to take you just feel so like completely vulnerable I think yeah. and like the rug has been ripped out from under you and like yes it's a good beautiful thing but your way of looking at the world just shifts oh, yeah and it's hard to catch up yeah so what I was what I was getting at with Kelly was um I wanted to I'm so sorry it's now, okay Nalia's <laughs> cleaning like... her wounds my cat my legit, pussy like, wounds <laughs> my cat legit attacked her and then like went to go eat in the kitchen yeah <laughs> she's uh, anyway so. okay I'm putting a tourniquet <laughs> on my stump with a finger <laughs> the show must go on <laughs> So I I wanted to I wanted to be Kelly's girlfriend I wanted to be my girlfriend and I wanted us to be exclusive and so I think she maybe even brought it up it was it was again it was very spontaneous it wasn't like a let's have a conversation it was just yeah. like we're in bed in you know like, talk about the oxytocin high I love when yeah, you say that yeah we're we're in bed and we you know coming down from the oxytocin high or, or basking in the oxytocin high yeah yeah you know like. Oh gosh, what a great feeling! <laughs> I mean, it's oh man, it's the it's the best uh, that oxytocin. It's like man, a, should, a drug. Yeah, they should bottle that. And when I first I fell know. in love with I've Lori, I felt like house. I was like, like tripping on ecstasy all yeah. the time. Like oh, yeah. I felt the flood of chemicals in my body. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it like you're on drugs. Like, yeah, it, you're like, on it's straight like, up. Like you're on. It's a drug. Yeah, like it and is. all ecstasy does is like unlock the chemicals that are in your brain already, which like yeah, love yeah, does yeah. too. Carry on. So, so uh, Neko, don't you dare. Girl. <laughs> Sorry, that's my cat. <laughs> that's our third host. <laughs> she's a silent partner. Yeah, she is. So she is. So anyway, so she turned to me and was just like, 
like, I, I don't want to date anyone else. And I was like, I don't want to date anyone else. And we we're like, all right, so like we're exclusive. We're not seeing anyone else. And I was like, yeah. Okay. So like, are you my girlfriend? And she was like, I don't know. I'm ready for that. And it was like, that's wild. And it was like the record just, it was like, because yeah. like, to me, the two are totally synonymous. synonymous. Like, like I'm only exclusive with my girlfriend and I'm not exclusive with you unless you're my girlfriend. And if you ain't, if you're calling me that in the sheets, but ain't calling me that in the streets, <laughs> we have a problem. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was just so thrown by this, and yeah, I like that's said that to crazy. her, and I was like, "Wait a minute, like what? Like I what? can hear the record scratching in my head." Yeah, it was like it went from like the best feeling to like me being totally fucking anxious again, like as I had been the, like the two months leading up to that, and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, so I kind of left it there and the next day I was hanging out with my friends and I told them and I was like, what the fuck was that? And they're all like, yeah, red flag. Like what? Yeah. Like, like she doesn't want you to date anyone, but she won't call herself your girlfriend. Like that is sketchy. Mm-hmm. It's like that Bojack Horseman quote. Like when you're wearing rose colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. I love that Me quote. Me too. Oh man. <laughs> So about a week later, uh, we reconvene and she... Reconvene. <laughs> I know. And we didn't see each other this whole time. It wasn't like we didn't see each other. You had your own like lesbian board meeting. Like I wasn't... Gavel, gavel. Yeah. Like I wasn't okay with it, but like I wasn't going to like force the issue. Like it came up in conversation yeah. kind of playfully, I think. And But I was just like, I was like, I do not understand why you're so uncomfortable with the title of girlfriend. I was like, that seems almost juvenile to me. For sure. And, uh... And so I can't come to later find out that, like, she... So, like, I saw her not wanting to call herself my girlfriend as a sign that maybe she wasn't as committed as I wanted. So, like, all of my, like, worst fears, which was that, like, yeah. she's not as into me as I want, she's not as committed as I think or hope... Sure. ...were all in that. She was experiencing almost the same exact thing on the opposite end, where it's she so had known about me dating all these women oh. and she like didn't want me to date other women and and was falling in love with me but like thought I was a player so she was so scared to like she didn't she was like it was one of those things in her head that like once we're girlfriend girlfriends there's no coming back from that sure so like in like she wanted to build trust with me because she didn't trust that makes me. sense and it was just so funny because there's just me, like so much lost in the conversation yeah, and like the notion of like me being like a player is is totally absurd which is why i'm like what? yeah like, no you're like a nice girl like i like i wish i had enough game to be a player honestly i mean i, I still wouldn't be because like i'm just too old for that like fuck that but and, and also like i'm also too picky like people yeah. like there aren't enough like fun people that i want to hang out with it's like, yeah it's like i want to hang jobs. out with my friends yeah like, like, we have friends yeah like i'm busy with leah sorry <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but anyway it, it was just so funny because we were both projecting our fears onto each other that's so interesting at the same time isn't it funny thing? like how yeah. people can fail to communicate something that's like they're both like you're both afraid of how the other person will take it but like you're both feeling such a similar thing yeah and then and, and then like communication the is key kids you want to make your relationship last you've got to talk yeah sure is uh the next week we ended up becoming girlfriends and then it was fine oh and so okay so how did you become girlfriends i think like again oxytocin high and she just turned to me and was just like i want to be your girlfriend and really I was like, good i want to be your girlfriend Cute. i want you to be my girlfriend and then and then we were and we did 
We and, were and we did. And, until we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want I want to hear about your your most recent DTR because I told you my most recent DTR. It wasn't a good DTR, it was the bad DTR. But yeah. your most recent DTR was a great DTR. My most recent DTR was a great DTR. It started out like so Lori and I had our first date. Not this past January, but the January before. So it was like immediately pretty much after the Christmas girl situation Mm. that I met Lori. I met her on Tinder. We went out on this like really fun date. I don't know if we need to go into the particulars. I mean, we went and like got margaritas and then went to see this late night jazz performance at this bar in Bed-Stuy and both got like pretty drunk and ended up making out the whole time and like... I knew, like, I was into her, but, like, at the time, I couldn't articulate it. But there was such, like, a hesitation on my part, and it felt like there was a block there. Like, I would not allow myself to, like, feel any real genuine feelings or, like, wouldn't give in to, like, whatever genuine feelings that I was feeling and just, like, kept talking myself out of the fact that I liked her. And I think she was doing something similar. Like, we were both not in a place to be in a relationship with each other at all, but we're, like, very attracted to each other. So we go on this date and then... Like, ultimately, I just kind of was, like, not ready at all and processing a bunch of shit and, like, in a very weird headspace and ended up ghosting her. And then, like, she called me out on ghosting her via text message. Yeah, she was, like, texting me after I hadn't replied to her for, like, some amount of days. I don't think I knew I hope she doesn't get mad at me for saying this. I love this about her. And, like, we joke about this all the time. And I, like, when she did it, like, half of me was, like, fuck this girl. And half of me was, like, oh, my God, that's so badass. Like, I can't believe she's doing this. And it, like, made me really like her more. But she was, like, you ghosted on me. And I said some, like, bullshit, like, line of excuse. And she goes. Yeah, 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 and she you want she said she goes it's about grace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then like I mean I think like a month ago I bought a bottle of like wine to bring home and the bottle the name of the wine was Grace and I just wrote it's about with like a pen and gave her the wine. But anyway, so like this happens we don't talk for a straight up year. Then I'm at this bar called Trailer Park with my friend Kayla and I like posted this dumb meme. It was like, so a year had gone by. So it was January again, January of 2019. Um, And I posted this meme on Instagram about like not wanting to leave my house and date because it was like fucking winter and so cold and I was like over it. And she responded to it and was like, yeah, lol, me too. And just, I think I I handed my phone to Kayla and I was like, text this girl and like see if she wants to get a drink with me like I want to go out with her and like I'm scared to do it myself like just do it so she did and Lori responded immediately and it was like more of a friendly thing than like a relationship thing she was like sure I'm still in the neighborhood I would love to get a drink with you fast forward to a week I am on a tinder day with this girl it ended up being like weird and not working out I was like in this city on a Sunday coming back from art bar and I'm like in the subway station at 6th Avenue and 14th Street about to board the subway and like so I just had this like nagging ass notion to text Lori and I was like this is ridiculous I've just been on a date I want to go home this is so out of character for me like I never leave my house on Sundays at all but I remember like pacing back and forth like before I had even swiped my metro card and like I just had this nagging notion to text her which was like so out of the ordinary for me. So I did. And she immediately responded like, yeah, I would love to get a drink with you. So we like met up 
at this place that was near where both of us lived and just had like a really cute, sweet, fun time. It was like we were just friends catching up and I don't like we were attracted to each other in a friend way. Like we had a vibe, but like I didn't necessarily feel a strong romantic attraction to her, but like I had fun. And I think after that, we both like wanted to be in each other's lives and wanted to be each other's friends. Fast forward a week later, I'm in Rhode Island and Lori was like boarding a subway and saw a lesbians or miracle sticker that one of us had stuck on like a subway platform and sent me a picture of it. Oh my gosh, our podcast brought you together. Our podcast, yes. And also Harari Barbershop brought us together because that same day, like 10 minutes after she did that, I saw Harari, the like gender neutral barbershop, posted like a photo of her because she had just gotten a haircut. And I was like, oh, looking good, girl. And then she DM'd me and she was like, oh, like I would love to go on another, like we, not another date. Like I would love to like hang out again. So I think a week after that, um, we ended up going to this bar by Lori's house. It was like a Thursday or something. It was like one of the coldest nights of the year. It was January 31st. Uh-huh. Not that I'm keeping track. Uh-huh. And then we went back to her house and we were just like hanging out and having such like, it felt like I was a little kid. Like we were just having such a fun, like innocent little kid time. And she handed me this pack of glow in the dark stars and was like, insisted that I stand on her bed and stick them to her ceiling. And that was the moment when I fell in love with her. That was like, I not... I just had this giant sense of like, why had I missed this before? And like, what had I been doing? It was, I felt like such a drastic shift. So like, we continued to hang out and it was like getting later and it was freezing to the point where you couldn't even go outside. And I like went to go to the bathroom, I think. And I came back and she was lying on her bed and I just kind of like climbed on top of her and like straddled her and we started making out and then like yada 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 now we've been (laughs) dating for seven months and I'm like absolutely head over heels in love with her and I hope she is with me but like so back to the topic DTR back to the topic DTR sorry I love the preamble we I like we needed this preamble I forgot what we were even talking about um, cause I've never told this story on this podcast I know, and it was I like about it. time. It's a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good preamble. So it's funny that we're talking about this now. Cause just today I'd like screenshotted like the whole month of our initial communication in February. And so like, Oh my God. Wait, can we just pause? That is the most lesbian most thing lesbian one can thing. do. One anyway. can do. Um, back, back to it. So like we, I think we slept together and then she immediately like, it was a Moved Friday. In. No. <laughs> no, she went away for two weeks. She has to go away for two weeks. And I think in the two weeks, like, we slept together and, like, we, I think we immediately, I definitely felt, like, a lot of feelings towards her and stayed at her house the whole next day. It was Super Bowl Sunday. And then she had to go to a dance performance and I went to Kim and Beast to watch the Super Bowl. And then on Monday, she went away for two weeks, but we had just, like, we had such, like, a frequent communication and, like... While she was gone, I felt, like, more infatuated with anybody than I ever had in my entire life. Like, I felt like I was on drugs. All I could think about was her. I couldn't focus at work. I was so fucking dazed. Um, But then she came back, and, like, then two weeks went by, and then essentially, like, we all, like, were partying and raging at this hotel room one night. Um, She had, like, a friend in from out of town, And then, like, we ended up raging so hard that I had to call out of work the next morning. And we were, like, in Midtown, and we were taking the F train 
back together. And pro- like that night before, Lori's friend Nicole, who was in from out of town, just kept like saying all this stuff to us, like, you guys are so in love and like talking about us being girlfriends. And then the <laughs> next morning, we woke up in the hotel room and Nicole loved my Santal 33 perfume and was spraying it on her. And she was like, Lori, how do you feel about me smelling like your girlfriend? But neither one of us had called each other girlfriends yet. So like, in a sense, Nicole defined the relationship before oh, we did. Oh, I love that. That's that's the the third, Thank you, third party DTR. That was the third party DTR, which like made it. That's a that's my a, job. I, that's much a great DTR. DTR. Ooh, I'm gonna have to store that one yeah, away. Yeah, you want to be a good wingman? DTR for your friend who you know is like in love with somebody, and you think that other person is yeah. in love with them, or if you just think it, like. They need to just like call it quits. Yeah, <laughs> or do it the reverse way. Yeah, if you're like, oh, I'm my putting God. on the perfume of your ex. You're like, like you're why are you dating that ex. asshole? And you're like, oh, your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Fine, I guess I have to end things with exactly. this asshole. The reverse DTR. Uh, but then that morning we were like riding the F train back to Brooklyn. I had called out of work because we had fucking stayed up until four in the morning. And everybody was, like, raging in this hotel room. So Lori and I went and took this, like, three-hour bath at the fucking Hilton Garden Inn in Midtown or something. And, like, <laughs> really, like, time and space travels in that bathtub. Anyway, <laughs> we were on the F train. It was, like, 11 o'clock and talking about how Nicole had said that. And, like, oh, you know, Nicole, she's just so wild. And then I was like, so, like, do you want to be my girlfriend? Like, it just slipped out of my mouth and I had no plans to say it. And she just, like, kind of paused for a second and then, like, kind of laughed and said yes. And then we just spent, like, the whole train ride, like, smiling, laughing, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And we're still very much in love to this day. That is a great DTR. That's my current DTR. You know, and we've been sharing our personal DTR stories uh, just to kind of, uh, you know, accent or highlight what we mean by defining the relationship. So I'm sure everyone understands what that is and can um, apply it to their own lives. We reached out... uh, well, we initially recorded this a couple weeks ago, and then and then we scrapped it, so we're doing it again. But when we did that, we reached out on Instagram to our followers. Follow us at Lesbians Are Miracles. Please do. Um, and uh, I don't know. We 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 want we wanted to hear about people's DTR. Stuff. We wanted to hear about people's DTR. Stuff. I don't remember what we asked. It was a few weeks we, ago. I think we just asked like, what do you think when you hear DTR, and like, how do you, in theory? Or, like, have you in practice mm-hmm. defines the relationship. Um, so we're going to share some of our responses here. And, like, they're many and varied. Um, and hopefully y'all will be able to relate. So the first one is we had to first get our shit together before we defined anything. It took time. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a very, like... I feel like that's... That's really mature and responsible. Yeah, I feel like that's a mature DTR. Like, that's what every DTR should take for people to... You know, you got to know what you want. Like, like communication, we mentioned, is super important. And that includes honesty. But I think it's important to remember that honesty is different than clarity. Oh, girl, (laughs) I love that. Y'all, take a pen, write that down, make a note in your phone, whatever you need to do. So don't just practice honesty, but practice clarity as well. Because you can be honest without being clear. Yeah, and I think people sometimes... And maybe you can be clear without being honest. Do you think? I mean, if you're like 
clearly lying. Yeah, so clearly <laughs> lying. That's it. But you can clearly lie. Yeah, you can. I'm just assuming that our listeners won't do that. No, our You're listeners are ethical. Lesbians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like it's I like think, we're I think all... people like to use honesty as a way to again absolve themselves. You know, it, it kind of assuages maybe some guilt because you might be honest about some things, but like maybe not clear. So the person will walk away hearing one thing. And but understanding another, exactly, perhaps. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. And the fact of the matter is it's like being a woman in this world is difficult. Being a queer person in this world is difficult. And like being an adult and coming into a relationship with somebody else is also difficult. Everybody at this stage in our life is like inevitably going to have a past. And I think it's really important to be like frank and honest about where you're coming from and like what your expectations are before you go throwing in your lot with somebody else. Because you don't want to involve somebody in like bullshit that is on you to process and work out and heal from yeah and like to, to go along with what you're saying like there's a lot of discussion these days about consent right yes and so i like where you're going with this so it's not so like what are the words that usually come before consent like positive consent and informed consent mm-hmm. people Mutual sometimes consent. Yeah, i think people sometimes forget about the informed part of consent <laughs> you know because if, again, if you're not being clear, if you're not being honest and sincere... Hold on one second. There we go. Carry on. Cheers, friend. Cheers, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you can't consent to any type of arrangement, whether it be pre-DTR, post-DTR, whatever. So true. If, if you're not getting information, so you have to inform your partner's no matter how casual or how serious about where you are so everyone can calibrate their expectations. And I don't know, it's about being considerate, I think. Yeah, and I think if you really love somebody, like, in my experience and my current experience, is like it it not forces you but makes you want to work on the parts of yourself that you know need work. Yes. You know what I mean? And, like, I am of the firm belief that, like, if you're not loving yourself and being good to yourself first and foremost, and I also think this is why, like, you know, I mean, I think I met the, like, exact right person at the exact right time, but I also, like, as evidenced by our history, there was a time when we weren't ready for her, for each other and didn't have the capacity for each other. So, like, I think you have to, like, be good to yourself and love yourself and, like, kind of clear your deck as much as you can first. In order to enter into a relationship with somebody else, because you don't want to force somebody else into a position where, like, they're having to heal shit that happened to you, because they're having to heal shit that happened to them. Yeah, I mean, none of us are ever going to be miraculously healed of everything that happened to us. Of none course. of us are going to be perfect. But you got to be aware of where your pain points are. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't mean you don't put in the work before you find your person, yeah. you know, or while you're finding your person. You can't expect that person to do the work for you. I exactly. Think exactly. So like we had to first get our shit together before we defined anything. It took time. I love that. I think yeah, that's I love that like a too. mature informed response. Yeah, I think that's like concise and exactly what I would hope probably to say. Yeah. And like hope to practice. <laughs> Next one is 
Um, how did you know it was time to DTR? When it became awkward to think about giving V a performance review at work. Shout out to our friends Kim and V. <laughs> go, go listen to our marriage episode if you don't understand that. Yeah, go listen to our marriage There's episode a if you don't understand story that. story there. That'll give you all the background you need. I don't think we need to summarize yeah, no, it here. No, it's no. on iTunes. <laughs> Click on the link. Kim and V, we love you. You're an inspiration to us all. Fuck yeah. Um, okay. This one. When did you know it was time to DTR? Huh. Love this. Asked my girl out during the dyke march. Didn't plan it that way, but when you're half naked in Washington Square Park, emotions don't hold back. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. Emotions I, don't hold back, especially especially in a situation <laughs> like that. I wonder how many people have, like, deed TR at the dyke march. Oh, I wish I could get some, like, statistics in place. If any other of you guys are listening who have deed TR at the dyke march... I'm gonna if you've either either DTR deed TR or or met someone you eventually deed, deed TR with. I'm always gonna have trouble saying it correctly. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. We like it's fine. We like grammar, but we're not crazy. No, with it. yeah, I think it's DTR. It just rolls off the tongue better. Ready for a new one? I am. Okay. Um, I literally was like, so you're my girlfriend, right? I'm going to read that again. My like, <laughs> cadence was wrong. I literally was like, so you're my girlfriend, right? Three years later, I think it was an okay strategy. I kind of did that too. Maybe yeah. you kind of did that a little bit too. Yeah, I think what I was saying before where sometimes, like when it's like a mutual, like, yay, happy DTR, I think oftentimes it, it, it's not something planned. It's just something... Uh, just something that happens. It's just something that, yeah, I always kind of think, well, maybe not always, but like for me, it was certainly like sporadic and I surprised myself. Like, not that I regretted it, I think at all. Like, I think I was like being extremely true to what I wanted, but the fact that it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, damn girl, you're so bold. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but you know, love will motivate you. Um, but the second part of this is, so the first part was, I literally, literally was like, so, you're my girlfriend, right? Three years later, I think it was an okay strategy. Part two, but when I told my first GF I was falling for her, she dumped me. So, not foolproof. Oh, god. But can you even ouch. call her your GF if she dumped you and you told Well, not, every, not everyone. That's the thing. I... Everyone does DTRing differently. As evidenced like, by your experience, like, yeah, which is you so and, You and I are similar where, like, we will be dating someone feel ourselves falling for them and then do the exclusivity and title of girlfriend one fell swoop simultaneously yeah to me they are not completely everyone does synonymous that, yeah. but that's fair like in Kelly's case the example that you cited and like the context that you gave for her reasoning yeah. behind it was like I understand. Yeah, but Kelly came around a week later. Yeah, that Kelly. Was, that she wasn't she, really she came around a week later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Another one, pretty straightforward, but also like really good to know and valid and great. Coming up with a label or labels and or discussing, this is so funny, coming up with a label and or discussing degree of exclusivity, which is exactly what you were saying. I like how this person is like kind of separated. Yeah, that, that person and or them. I and them. They're only I and. I and them. I, so my, yes, my Boolean logic is just an and. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> um, and then... I think, so what Jill and I were talking about when we were first, like, kind of mood boarding this podcast was, like, we are, we come from a defining the relationship 
um, we come to the defining the relationship conversation as monogamists. But like, how do you define the relationship or how might a polyamorous person define the relationship? And we have a really good example. Somebody wrote in um, that we want to read. Obviously, this isn't going to be the same for everybody, but like it offers an insight and a perspective that we're certainly not privy to because this is not our experience in the world. Do you think I should read the whole thing? Yeah, I think you should. Okay, cool. Um, And we're so grateful to this person and to all of you guys for like so generously writing in and sharing your experiences. We got so many like thoughtful and like lengthy responses and it's just so cool yeah, to wish like we could include them all. I know it's so cool to like hear how all of y'all are like thinking about this and like engaging with us and I don't know, we love it so much and, and are so grateful. Engaging with us. Okay. <laughs> so if you're still taking ideas for the pod, I want to share what it's like being Polly and Les. Communication at every moment is so, so important when DTR or defining your people as just sexy friends or dates or whatever. I met my current GF because she was also dating my best friend's GF at the time. So going into it, I knew that those two, my girlfriend and her girlfriend, were nesting partners, in parentheses, living together, and that I would some I would be somewhat of a secondary partner. This was hard as fuck to get used to, preach, because mm-hmm. I hadn't had any healthy poly experiences, because I had previously um, ID'd as bi and d- dated men, RIP, skull emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but my girlfriend has been patient and open and kind every moment. Around six months into us being pretty casual, we realized we were fully in crazy ass love with each other. I love that. And decided to be more committed. And call each other girlfriends. Her nesting girlfriend and I are extremely close friends now. And this has been super helpful in me being able to feel comfortable, supported, safe, and prioritized. This experience also helped me fully embrace my identity as a lesbian. Being around lesbians who are centering women, I love that, and loving each other in many different ways, lesbian friends, sex buddies, kink play partners, girlfriends, has helped me come out and authentically be myself and realize there are so many different ways to be a lesbian. Oh my God. I, I love, love that. You, whoever me you are, too. that's fantastic. And yes. Reminded me of something I just heard lately. Uh, I was talking to my sister. She has a friend. I was like someone she went to high school with, like so more of like a Facebook friend, but someone she 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 likes. And uh, this person, not a lesbian. Um, I don't know if I don't know if she's queer, but she's poly. Um, and um, so she has. She would talk about her husband. She's very open. Uh, very open about like. Her, her lifestyle, which is, I hate, for some reason, I hate using the word lifestyle. lifestyle. It's I, like trivializing I feel like it's like, hom- yeah, I feel like it's like homophobic people. They're like, you're a lifestyle. So, but she's just like very open about her life. How about that? Open her about life. her life. Yeah. So she I has, love that. so she has a husband and she has a paramour and the husband and the parent, like that's, that's her, that's the title. That's what she uses. The paramour and the paramour has been in her life a long time. Husband's been in her life a long time. She has like. A, a teenage girl and the teenage girl like knows her parent like her parents wow, are poly. that's so evolved yeah yeah and the paramour and the husband are friends and the word for it I had never heard this before it's metamor 
They're metamorphs. I love that because they, they they because they have been in each other's lives for so long that like they formalize. They're metamorphs, and he's the para. It's uh, I just had never heard that. That's no, why I'm cheering. I'm like I'm sorry. These aren't lesbians. Is like no, I like that. But it's like a people, discussion but. of polyamory. I think is like important to ad- include in a like larger conversation of what does defining the relationship. Yeah. Mean? So it was just interesting to me to hear term like nesting partner, and I was like, is that like a term? You know, like like because metamorph. I didn't know metamorph was a term. Yeah, like, and I like how she like is distinguishing between all of these things. And I think you and I have talked previously about like the distinction between like girlfriends and partners. And like, hmm. when do you start calling your girlfriend your partner? Yeah, do which you is, do it immediately? Which you is know? like a different kind of defining A different kind of defining Like it's not necessarily what I think of when I hear DTR, but like you can expand DTR to, okay, we're going from girlfriends to partners. Or, yeah. And or you were, were saying like, it's yeah. usually when you're taking a significant step, like moving in with each other or something, or would you not even say I mean, that? I don't know that I personally have any hard and fast rules because I... I'd say, like, towards the end of mine, of, not the end, but, like, as Kelly and my relationship got more serious and we're, we're living together and we were planning on a future together, I would sometimes refer to her as my partner. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, we'll probably get married, you know, we're, merge, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're merging more parts of our life and we'll totally. continue to do that. Integration so, station. Yeah, integration when you station. Start calling after after infatuation after station. Infa- so infatuation from, station is girlfriend, integration station is yes, partner. To yes, me. Exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. And I imagine that if we had stayed together, I, I would have more consistently referred to her as my partner whether or whether or not we had gotten married. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I it, it's, it's been a while since we broke up. And so it's weird for me to talk about, like, our relationship. Sure. Not, not in a bad way, just because it was a while ago. It's but, not fresh. But it was my most recent serious relationship, which is why it's what I have to... That's my frame of reference. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I never really got to, like... I was I was almost at the partner level with Kelly, but but... It was. It wasn't. It was never like official. We were never. We yeah. never DTR'd as partners. We were just kind of toying with the concept. Totally. It's funny. Like still, Lori and I will. I think primarily when we're introducing each other to like people the other person knows, we'll like introduce each other as our girlfriend. Yeah. But like often when we're speaking towards each other, we will refer to one another as partner. Oh, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Huh. Oh, okay. I think I kind of just like saying girlfriend. Oh, I at love this it. stage. I like the way that like feels in my mouth. Oh yeah, me and Kelly would like refer to like at, like you know, you have pet names, but like almost like we would have like real pet names then kind of joking pet names. <laughs> and like like she would come home from work and I'd be like, Hi girlfriend. Like yeah. we would be like, Hey girlfriend, come over here. Like I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like then an interesting question is like if you were to get married, you know, do you say wife? Do you say partner? Do you use them interchangeably? Yeah, you know how what? does that work? I did have done such a reversal when I was younger. I mean, before I was gay, even I hated the term partner. Me too. I, I was, was like, like internalized like, homophobia towards yeah, it or something. I think I think some of it might have been internalized homophobia with me, but I also just had like it was just a weird aversion. Like I felt like I was me doing a science too. project, like my lab partner or like. You know, it just, it didn't feel right and I didn't like it and I was like, ew. And then when I came out, I was just like, oh, of course we get partner. Like, why do we get, why do we have partner, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, as I, as I like grew and experienced life and yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know, I like over the past few years, I've come around and I love partner. I love and partner. I think even if I were to get married, 
I might even choose partner over wife. I'd probably use both because it's just like, fuck you, I can have a wife. Interesting. Like, yeah. And I was just going to say that. I think, I think, and like this is like strictly supposition because it's not my life, but I think if I were heterosexual and were marrying a man, I think I would hate to be called that man's wife. I think I would insist on yeah. partner. I think as a queer woman, like wife is... It reclaims a power exactly. that it doesn't have in heteronormative It's almost like couple because it's not like a man is a trying wink to own and a you. Nod, yeah. Totally, you know. And, and I like that because it's like it doesn't it's, have it's those almost traditions like, hey, attached I'm to it. Ruining heterosexual exactly. marriage. Exactly, my wife. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like tongue in cheek. Not tongue yeah. in cheek, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's but like, I also, it's undoing like heteronormative power structures implicit yeah. in that word. But I, I do love partner because I like the the. It's there's an implied equality there. It's like yes, and and it is how I see like it's how you want to be in a relationship. Yeah, ideally. like like I like I'm monogamous and like I ideally would like to like fall in love with someone and have like a long term monogamous relationship, and like the notion of having a partner is what's really attracted attractive to yes. me. Like someone not like, a girlfriend. Yeah, like someone you're working with towards something, a happy life. You mm-hmm. know, like you, it. I like I like the kind of yeah equality I guess like share like like a back a back and forth it's an understanding that that you're working together it's yes a, you're 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 facing each other you're walking next to each other you're you know like you're on this path together Kim and V refer to one another as their journey mates oh, I love that I know I mean if. if I, I can't steal that, but if I could, I would. Like, I know. I just that's like my favorite days. thing ever. Yeah, because that that's kind of how I view being with someone, pair, pair bonding, if you will. Yes. Uh, that's why that notion is attractive to me. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like we've really uh, dug deep with this. We've dug deep. We've defined and undefined and redefined a lot of different kinds of relationships and like of course you know anything that we say is sort of just based on our own experience and there's so many more things to say and experiences to be had around this concept so like I guess just take that um what for whatever that's worth um but yeah everyone has their own their own definitions of themselves and right. their own definitions of what love and sex and dating commitment are. yeah and and our your definitions are different than ours for sure so i mean know. i think like the phrase define the relationship in and of itself has like this great amount of power because it's not predefined for you like we exactly like we close out these episodes with all the time like yeah. you have the power to define it on your own yeah terms you get to define what defining the relationship define what defining the relationship means to you and like it's so interesting i love when we pose these questions on instagram and ask for feedback because it's just so interesting to hear like how so many people are doing it so differently and i think at face value the experiences seem like very different and kind of separate but i think like the underlying impetus is like pretty similar and it's like interesting it's to like, see how like these universal it's themes our hot keep body coming we up do what we up. want it's our hot body we do what we want <laughs> you love it and respect it and like you know do what is right and what works for you yeah well 
Thank you for, for joining us again. We're sorry it's been so long, but we promise the next time won't be as long. Yeah, summer's been a We've little hectic. You, We're going to try and get better. If there's anything, I don't know, that we haven't yet talked about that you would want to hear us talk about. Yeah, we, we liked working in your feedback, so we'd like to do a little more of that. So, yeah. uh, so be in contact, DM, Holler DM at your us, girls. or I guess Leah, because she, she's the one that runs the account. But yeah. yeah, she'll let me know. I'll share with Jill. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. We're happy you tuned in with us again. Um, and uh, as always, lesbians, lesbians are miracles. miracles. Choo choo choo! <laughs>